John Doe, you're the hope of the world. Three, two, one, go. 
Hello, and welcome to today's episode of An Actual Podcast. I'm Erin Moreland. And I'm Angel Ace. And we are here to talk about some shit with you today. That's right. We're here presenting to you the hottest podcast, the wettest podcast. Yeah. What are some other uh, descriptive terms I could put in there? The gushiest podcast. We got the gushiest the podcast. The juiciest podcast. We got, I think, I think we could claim this very easily. The most Puerto Rican podcasts out there. Definitely the most Puerto Rican podcasts out there. Right? Is anybody going to challenge us on that? It's at least, what are what do you think, 75% Puerto Rican? Well, I'm 100%, so 50-50? I guess, yeah. Yeah. I don't have any Puerto Rican in me right now. Actual podcast, an actual podcast, the most Puerto Rican podcast. That's because we know the difference between chuletas and chancletas, everybody. Chuletas are the ones that you eat. Those are pork chops. That's a that's a chuleta. That's a chuleta. It's a pork and a chancla is a sandal, right? A chancleta is a sandal. Chancleta. Yeah. yeah, I've I've been hit with both and I've eaten both. Which do you prefer? Mm, if I had to pick one, yeah, probably, probably both chuletas, hit and eat. You would want to get both hit by one and then eat it, or different ones. I mean, can I pick? Can, can it be different ones? I mean, it's your it's your story. Hmm. How do you say uh, chuleta in Italian? Uh. Geppetto? We were just talking about how our uh, ancestors would be looking at us. And like very disappointed Based at our lack of knowledge of their, uh, their what, what do you call it? Their, their language. Their base, the base language that they, <laughs> that they grew up with, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I speak a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, but you literally like came from parents that moved here from Puerto Rico and don't speak English that well, right? Yeah. Well, they speak English. I mean, well. they they speak English well, but I'm saying like, um, <laughs> I always say Puerto Rican is their first language, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Spanish is their first language. So in your house when you were growing up, yeah, what was spoken the most? Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't. What like, about was Italian spoken in your house a lot? No, never. Not at all. Never in my grandparents' house. Like, the only time it was spoken was in curse words. <laughs> yeah. It was usually just my, my grandparents, like, kind of, like, fighting with each other. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I them saying, scooch him in. I think that means shut your mouth. S- really? Stay Unless again? it's something really dirty, and I don't know. <laughs> I remember my, it was the opposite for my grandma. She only knew English curse words. That was it. Really? Yeah. She could speak anything else in English except for curse words. And uh, racial epithets, but we're, we're not going to get into Which that. Which ones today. did she know? I'm not going to tell you about that yet. Which curse words? We'll, we'll, listen, we'll tease that for next time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really remember uh, my grandparents speaking that much Italian other than like just yelling at each other to get out of the way. Yeah. And like the curse words. Um, like my great-grandparents were the first generation here from Italy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was enough distance between myself and the language that I have an excuse. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like times were different back then, too, right? Like, just, like, even, like, the stuff that people used to buy 
was like way more fragile. So I guess there was like more room for arguments because, you know, it was real easy to break like the bread maker or whatever because it was made out of porcelain. Yeah, right. If you get in a fight with your husband, you like try and smash the bread maker. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to smash like a cell phone. Yeah. It takes like several attempts. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, whatever the version of that from the, the olden days. You ever see those shows? It was they. They were like popular when that like MythBusters show was popular, and they were like doing like science stuff, but like 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 radical science stuff. So like, like the MythBusters would always tell people like, don't try this at home, blah blah blah. These shows were like, not warning people. And like doing cooler shit, like. Are you the, talking about Jackass? No, 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 no. It was like science stuff. I, I guess science, Jackass could be seen as a. It's like a scientific experiment, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Steve-O gets a, a doctorate. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, Steve-O sees a doctor. <laughs> um, no. Uh, Wait, what were you? You were talking about, about a science show. Oh yeah, cool? the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to they they would do things like stick uh, cell phones inside of microwaves and turn the microwaves on to see what would happen. What was the show called? Mm, I think it was called Microwave or Cell Phone in a Microwave. I've never seen that show. I think if you Google it, it should come up. Okay. Um, I could just see it live if I put my cell phone in the microwave. <laughs> Um, we you know were, I don't like to watch things through video. I like to have the tactile experience. Yeah, that's true. Do um, you think that would like open a portal to a different dimension if you did that? There's only one way to find out. Okay. Don't try this at home. Definitely don't try to put your cell phone in the microwave. I wasn't talking to the audience. I was talking that to you. Please it's don't like, try that in my You know home. what, guys? Whoever's listening to this, <laughs> Angel's got this obsession with safety. It's okay. Like, it's crazy. I mean, okay. Like, First of all, okay. He's obsessed with doors being locked. Okay. Burners that, being shut off on the stove. Okay. Let's stop there because we don't want to compare obsessions with each other right now. Okay. Because do you want to bring up what you've been obsessed with lately? Lamps. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's bring it up. So you just recently acquired. Uh, I recently requ- required. Required. <laughs> I re- I did require it actually. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't even a Freudian slip. I needed it. Um, so I spent a lot of my day just perusing Facebook Marketplace for the next treasure, and I found I found this lamp that was like the most beautiful lamp I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And what I was makes like, it the most beautiful lamp you've ever seen? Can you describe it? It's yellow. All right. It's yellow on the bottom. And it's about, I don't know, 40 inches high. And it's made out of uh, antique Venetian iron. Hmm. And it's actually like hand wrought or whatever. Not hand wrought, like hand twisted. Yeah. So basically it's like a ceramic vase that's covered in wrought iron. Yeah. And then it's got a whole shade that's like done in iron. Mm -hmm. But it's like little tiny scrolls. Yeah. All done by hand. So I found it on Facebook Marketplace, and I was like, I have to have this. So I went and bought the lamp, and mm. I brought it home. And, like, I think I told you about it, like, what, a day and a half later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you approached me, like, as if, like, you were, like, a battered 
wife, like a survivor of domestic violence, <laughs> you're like, don't be mad. <laughs> I know, because it did feel like a little bit impulsive, especially when we're like, shit, like Pico just gave us a 10 day shut off notice. <laughs> but it is an oil lamp, so. Yeah, yeah, so that's fine. Exactly, it was trying. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess I always feel like I have to, like, justify my spending. Yeah. Well, you like that, like, lifestyle of, like, looking for antiques. I like to look for treasure and antiques. I love antiques so much. Yeah. Like, anything old. Like, I don't even want to go into new stores to buy anything. Like, I want to go to, like, like, an antique place or a secondhand place or a thrift shop mm. to find something that's, like, cool or different or... You know, most of the shit that's made nowadays is not even made out of real material. Like, yeah. everything that you get, you have. Like, this desk is made out of particle board. Right. Like, it's better to have wood. Yeah. So, I just, like, I love antiques. I love things, the way that things were made back then, like, handcrafted and, like, the details. And mm. I love glass. Yeah. I do love glass. Do you want to know how much I love glass? Yeah, go on. Keep Keep talking. <laughs> like I've dreamt about it. You've dreamt about glass. Yes. I've dreamt that things were made out of glass that shouldn't be made out of glass. Like what? My conscience. <laughs> no, I mean I just dream about like the bright, pretty colors and like the swirliness and like. So the... not just like regular see-through glass, but like no, no, co- I don't like like clear glass is fine. Like it's like I, all glass to me is kind of magical. Yeah. It's like a vessel, right? Mm. in like multiple ways (laughs) but i love like colored glass old glass yeah um i don't know if anybody's heard about this that's listening if you have don't google it here we go because the market's already oversaturated with fucking weird hipsters (laughs) that are into the shit that i like (laughs) all these fucking weirdos like, that love the shit that I like, you know? Yeah. So, what it is, is it's this glass that was made, like, in the end of the 1800s, and then they started making it again in, like, the 60s and 70s, mm. and it's glass that contains uranium or another type of mineral that makes it glow in, like, UV light. Right. And I doubt that the glassmakers at the time even thought that they would, you know... That somebody would eventually find out that that the shit glows. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I said. I, I'm like so excited to talk about this that I like. <laughs> I'm like I'm stumbling over my words. This is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so there's this stuff called uranium glass or Vaseline glass, mm. um, and it's like a pretty big like cult phenomenon right now amongst the uh, antique and thrifter world. People that like collect shit. Yeah. And what it is, is it's glass that is colored with uranium, uranium, and it glows in under a black light. Right. And it's, like, not radioactive to the point of it's being, like, dangerous or anything, right? No. So the way that, like, the science in a Google article that I read said... <laughs> yeah. Was that the uranium is kind of, like, encapsulated into the glass, so it's not, like, a really... It's, like, it's not an... Uh, it's not a threat because there's no, like, way for it to get out, basically. Unless you're, right. like, literally taking, like, an, like a saw to it. Or not a saw, like, a sander to it. Okay. And, like, breathing the dust in. So as long as you don't, like, aer- aerolize the, the glass, you should be fine? Aer- 
aerosolize. Aerosolize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and don't put it on your nipples. <laughs> we also learned that's a hard way. <laughs> Same so, day as the pork chops. So I, uh, I ended up inheriting a bunch of glass when my grandmother passed away. Yeah. Um, but I'd become obsessed with uranium glass much, much before. <laughs> like a long time before I even, I even got the glass that I inherited. Yeah. So I was like in these groups just like looking at this glass that glowed not owning any and then my grandmother passed away and a bunch of the glass that she left me glowed Mm -hmm. and then I just became obsessed with glass so I just I spend my time going from thrift store to thrift store looking for glowing glass (laughs) and other old stuff yeah but the lamp actually so anyway to get back to it so the base of the lamp is like a yellowish color covered in like a black scrolled iron Mm -hmm. and I thought that maybe the base was made from uranium glass. And that's why I went to go get it. But when I got it, I realized that it was like a one-of-a-kind piece of history that is um, like a pretty unique piece, and I'm excited to have it. So that's my lamp. That's my lamp story. That's my lamp story. (laughs) And I've spent like a good amount of time today just like looking at lamps. Yeah, you do do that with different... I feel like you. there's waves of, like, different types of antiques that you... Nothing usually weird, though. There's usually, like, a lamp or a chair, some type of, like, flower pot. What would be weird? Like a human skull or, like, uh, like any type of bones from, like, a specific animal. Unless it was dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, I have, like, crystals, and I think one of them might be, like, a some type of, um, what's it called? What do you call old fossils? Mm. It might be like a fossilized version of something, but I'm not like I'm not really interested in collecting the macabre. Yeah, just the old. I just like old, like especially the Victorian era when everything was just like extra. Yeah, and it was like frilly and lacy and overdone. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, it has been a thing that has been like taking off in popularity. I feel like uh, there's been a lot of like social media influencers who are like trying to teach people how to go to like thrift stores and like find a deal of a lifetime yeah which is super annoying because like that's what i want to do Mm. but like the more you fucking tell people how to do it the more my goodwill is oversaturated with these fucking hippie weirdos (laughs) and i can't find shit you know And let's talk about goodwill can we talk about goodwill for a second because i need to go off okay well we're 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 eventually gonna do a deep dive. Inve- well, I should say. Yeah, you-, you know what? This will be saved for another day. But let's just say, yeah. goodwill does not uh, have gotta, very much goodwill. You got a grudge against goodwill. I got a huge grudge against them <laughs> because everything that they get is donated to them, and everything that they put out is just profit. So everything that they sell is just profit for them for their pocket. Right. And they have no boundaries as to how much they can charge for things or whether or not they should put things that they're donated on an auction site and, you know, let people bid on it. Yeah. Does that seem like something a charitable organization should do? (laughs) I mean, I know they do auctions at churches and shit, but like it's like people know that they're donating something that's like a little bit valuable to this thing. Right. Yeah. It's not like your grandmother's like cleaning out like an old bedroom. 
and is just trying to get like shit out of there and like is asking for like a tax rebate, right? Yeah. So she gives away, you know, what she thinks is like maybe $300 worth of stuff that she gets to like write off on her taxes. Mm. But they find, you know, two tables in there that are worth $2,000. Yeah. Like, how is that fair? Yeah, that's true. And there's no like, you know, there's no, there's no like people looking over this or there's no like laws around it. There's no, I don't know. When my grandma died, we tried to sell her old porn collection. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who did you give that to? Well, we shopped it around to like a different couple, like a couple different places, but nobody really wanted to to bite. Was she in it? No, I well, I don't think so. So it was just her collection of different porn, pornogra- pornographic movies. It was it was in a box that was labeled old porn. <laughs> Did you look at the tapes? Yeah, they were um, those like there was like a weird like uh, character that would be on like Hispanic like television. Do you know what old porn for me is? What? The Antiques Roadshow. There you go. <laughs> Write that down. You think they took advantage of anybody that brought stuff there? Well, those people, I don't think, buy it. Mm. They just take a piece that they think might be valuable to to this place. Yeah. And they're like, hey, like, what is this? And the person looks at it and they're like, oh, this is a, you know, equestrian fucking knight's table from the 14th century and it's worth $20,000. Yeah. But they don't give them a check. They just like give them the information. Yeah. It could be like a tape of uh Chi Chi goes to college and right. you're thinking it's worth like at least $20 and then you pop it in and they look at it and they tell you to please exit the store. Like what the hell? I mean <laughs> I really don't get it. I mean, it, it, it's discrimination, and I think it's because you're Puerto Rican, honestly. <laughs> if it was a white person that walked in there with their grandmother's porn, <laughs> they would have gotten at least $20 per video. You think uh, people get different um, amounts of money when they go to, like, pawn shops, depending on, like, what identity they self-identify as? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I got a free uh, guitar pin at a pawn shop because I didn't have like it was so cheap. What's a guitar pin? I showed you. It's like a, it's actually made of damascene metal and it's from the eighteen hundreds. Oh. Um, but I went in there because I was looking for glass. Yeah. And uh, I found this guitar pin and it was only like three dollars, but I didn't have it like any I didn't have any ones on me. Mm. And the guy was like, "We have to spend at least five to use your card here." And I was like, "Okay, well, I don't need cash on me." And he was like, just take it. Yeah. So, but I think if I went in there identifying as something that he was offended by, you know, yeah. maybe like another pawn shop owner, he probably wouldn't have been as nice about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in Delaware County and I think it's pretty dangerous just going around to places saying that you're looking for glass. I think Why? that stands for something else out here. Oh, like crystal meth? Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, though, because, like, it's only come around this area, I think, in probably, like, the last five years. The crystal? Yeah, I mm. think so. I mean, that I know of. But you said I'm not, like, the people that are cool enough to get, like, invited to the drug parties, usually. I said that to you? Yeah. On record? Yeah, because I was like, what do you think it would be like if you did, like, this amount of cocaine and you're like, you're not cool enough? Oh, 
When did I say that? Literally last night. Oh, so it wasn't when recorded. When we were watching Cocaine Bear. So you can't prove it, right? We were watching Cocaine Bear. That movie sucked. So bad. So bad. Um, we ended up watching the entirety of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, the thing I was talking about earlier about the uh, self-identifier made me think about Mac. Oh, yeah. And he was like... Uh, so good. <laughs> what did he say? He said, when I find out what my identity is, it's over for you bitches. Yeah. As soon as I find out what my identity is, it's over for you bitches. <laughs> the gang told Mac that he was Dutch so that he didn't make their entire trip to Ireland about himself. Yeah. Well, this was like the last, the most recent season. Right? Yeah. The last episode of the last season, right? Or the last couple episodes of the last season. Yeah. That's out. Over the last couple months, like right before bed, we've been watching like one or two episodes just to see how the show evolved and stuff like that. I gotta say, that show is really, really funny. So good, yeah. honestly. I think I stopped watching around season maybe like seven. Yeah. Regularly, I stopped my, you know, whatever it was, like if it was coming out like weekly or whatever. Yeah. I kind of stopped like watching and um, it was getting so much better. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some like seasons and episodes where the, the writing's a little bit off, but... God damn, there's it's so, so much more funny that, that outweighs anything else bad that they did. Seriously, I can't believe how, like, and how well it holds up. I yeah. think, like, looking at it from another perspective also makes it funnier. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, like, I think it grows with you, almost. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's also one of those shows that is unremarkably hilarious, but also something that parallels or like tends to parallel things that happen in our like everyday lives yeah. like, as we're watching the episodes. Which is weird because yeah. we're not watching them like in the same timeline that we're like on, right? Yeah, exactly. This shit is like, I mean, at least a year ago it was taped, at least. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. When did the most recent season come out? I think twenty twenty two? It might have been yeah, super recent. Yeah. But anyway, the gang goes to Ireland in the last season and it's pretty hilarious yeah um and i also thought it was hilarious because um biden just went to east just went to easter he just went to ireland over easter weekend shout out president biden shout out uncle joe <laughs> yeah he, so he just went to ireland to what did he say what he was there for he was there for um the the celebration of the 25th anniversary of the good friday agreement okay and so I wrote down what that was because I didn't get it. So it was the 25th anniversary, so it's 2000. Yeah, so it happened April 10th in 1998. Okay. Um, 2023 would make it the 25th yeah. anniversary by way of math. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> so it's known as the Good Friday Agreement or the Belfast Agreement. Mm -hmm. um, it occurred on April 10th, 1998, and it ratified both Ireland and Northern Ireland and called for a devolved government in Northern Ireland. Um, and this came from, uh, I guess, during the 60s, the majority of people in Northern Ireland were Protestant, mm -hmm. and they were able to control the institutions and the powers that be, if you will. And yeah. the Roman Catholic population in that area in Northern Ireland felt like they were, uh, like, I don't know, what's the word? Persecuted? Not persecuted, but they were, you know, 
they were, yeah, I guess kind of, it put them at a disadvantage. Well, Northern Ireland is uh, part of Eng- England, right? The UK? And then Southern Ireland is like its own thing or it's something like the that? Other, is it like that? I don't, I don't know. God damn it, I just read a whole goddamn thing and I just don't understand <laughs> it. Because it seems like they're, like the whole difference is like the argument between Protestant and Catholic. Yeah. So they're literally like infighting over yeah, yeah. the same basic religion minus like Martin Luther's 99 theses. But it's yeah. like, dudes, we did that in the fucking 1900s. Can you guys just get on the same page? Yeah. I well, don't get it. Catholics don't go by the King James version of the Bible, right? They have to do the ones that come before that. No, I believe that they go by whatever the standard is. And I, I think, think the, King James. I think the King James one is specifically written for Protestants. For Protestants? I think. I'm so you sure. got to look up what the Catholic Bible is because they did change the name of some of the Bible's books Yeah. in the Catholic Bible from the, I guess, Protestant Bible. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why Revelations was originally known as What Are the Odds from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I think that might have been where Mike Lindell got the book title <laughs> from. <laughs> so Biden was in Ireland to ratify some dumb fucking No, he made-up. wasn't there to ratify anything. Was he I? was there to just be like like uh paying homage to that Good Friday agreement. And there were there's been rumors that like he went over with Hunter, specifically his son, to go take care of some business. That well, during his vice presidency, mm. Hunter supposedly had some business dealings with like people in Ireland. Yeah. And so this time he goes over there uh, with Hunter, mm. who like literally wrote a book that was like almost word for word from Crackhead to CEO. <laughs> Except for it was like from crackhead to president's son, but still yeah. a crackhead. <laughs> he actually is an audio book, which I just found out about. But really? yeah, so this is out on record and Biden's taking him with him over to Ireland to celebrate the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. And um, I think that's a little bit shady. And there was that point where like um, Hunter was like kind of like redirecting him. Did you mm. see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing where he was like... Yeah, I think one of the reporters like asked him a question that uh, Hunter didn't think he was uh, up for answering. <laughs> yeah, he's you like, Dad, Dad, him. just get over here. And I think it was just like a little kid asking him what flavor ice cream he liked the best or whatever. And he's like, what'd you say, Jack? I said I'm not talking about that. Um, in that episode, in one of the episodes of It's So Sony, uh, the reason Frank, uh, Danny DeVito's character, goes to Ireland is because he has a shell company over there. Oh, yes, yes. And he yes. has a bunch of documents that he, he calls it a shred and spread. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so Frank goes over there to his shell company yeah. and gets all the documents that he needs to get and he shreds them up and he spreads them around Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So nobody can find the evidence. So nobody can find the evidence. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, which is also crazy because we were throwing around the idea because I think it would be really cool of us to own a roller skating rink. Yeah. Like, I want to put that into the universe because I think that would be, like, the perfect place to, like, do, like, a live podcast. Okay. To have a place to roller skate. We could mm-hmm. sell candy. We could do other kinds of shows. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, and other roller skating. The day skating that we decided things. that, like, a roller skating rink would be the best thing that we could do. Yeah. 
What did we watch on Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, it was an episode where they thought that they should buy a roller skating rink. And we came up with that idea before we had ever seen that episode. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is predictive programming again? Because I don't know if like we're under it or what. I mean, they did just tear down the roller skating rink in Aston, which is like... Um, mm. It was the one that I went to all the time as a kid and like, yeah. you know... I have a lot of memories towards it, so I was like, I would really like to re, like, resurrect that from the dead. Yeah. You know? And um, then I thought, hey, it doesn't have to be that one, right? Yeah, exactly. Any roller skating rink will do. What if that's the business that Biden gets into while he's in Ireland? He's like, roller We're gonna- skates in Ireland. They're all going to sink in the box. <laughs> you can't put fucking roller skates. That's why they weren't allowed to dance, I bet you. No, the dancing where they're like, oh, well, you, you weren't allowed to, to move the upper part of your body. It's like, no, the upper part of your body was the only thing that was above the bog line. Everything <laughs> below is your feet trying to struggle to get out of there. <laughs> is that what river dance is about? So then how you get out of the bog really fast? I don't know. I don't think that's how you get out. I think you're supposed to stop moving. Yeah, I saw an episode of that, Man vs. Wild. Yeah. So remember there was two of them. There was uh, Survivor Man and Man vs. Wild. Survivor Man was the one, I think, where the dude was by himself. So he had to, like, set up all his camera shots by himself and then, like, walk back to, like, pick up the camera and shit. Okay, so they, he they, was by himself? Yeah, so they would, the, the basic premise is they would drop these, like, survival experts into, like, the wilderness somewhere, and they would tell you how to, like, do things in order to, like, get out of, like, precarious predicaments. Okay. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah, the one guy, I think he was Survivor Man. He would go by himself, and all the shots that you see are him, like, setting up. So, like, if you see, like, a shot of him, like, walking, like, really far away on a horizon, like, he had to place the camera there, walk all the way out there, wait for the sun to hit the right, like, piece so he can, like, get the right shot, walk across the horizon, and then walk all the way back to pick up the camera to continue his journey. <laughs> that sounds like a goddamn nightmare. It's like living, like, in, like, a loop. Yeah, like, yeah. you have to go do something and then do it again for the picture and then go <laughs> yeah. do it. yeah. Um, I, I mean, you really need a crew. Yeah. Well, that so the other guy, Bear Grylls, I think that was Man vs. Wild. So yeah. He, he would take way crazier risks because he knew it was like, there's people here that can save me immediately. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here watching him eat shit. Like, yeah, literally. that's crazy. And I'm like, your camera crew's behind you eating like a pizza. Yeah, yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, anyway, he, sh- he showed me how to drink piss the right way. Uh, <laughs> this week in history? No, yeah, come on, don't ruin the bit. I'm sorry, it'll out come yet. out. Um, there was an there was an episode where he went. He was like, uh, like lost at sea, but the camera crew was with him. But he was lost at sea on like a like a a raft that was sinking quick. So he like found this like quote unquote island, which was just like a giant like rock that was just coming out of the ocean. And he was like, oh, man, there's, like, nothing. There's, like, a bunch of birds, like, perched up at the top. So he went to try it because he couldn't drink seawater, right? So he went and he found, like, a puddle of water, but it had, like, a bunch of bird poop and, like, gross shit in there. And he's like, obviously, you can't drink this. But if you're dehydrated, you need to get that water inside of you. So what do you do? Put it up your butt. He put it up his goddamn butt. 
Damn, he, I just guessed. He found somehow he didn't he have water. It in? He didn't have water. He didn't have like a lot of things, but for some reason, he had like medical grade med- like plastic tubing to stick one part in the water and then the other part in his ass. But he couldn't just bring a water bottle with him. No, he, he ran out of room. There was so much medical tubing in there that he couldn't fit water bottles in <laughs> He there. should have just left the tubing up his butthole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, easy access. I don't think you want to do that in, like, those places. There's that one... Uh, yeah, you just clamp it off. Dude, there's that one place in the Amazon where they say uh, you can't, like, pee in the river because even if you're, like, uh, none of your body parts are, like, touching the water, if you're peeing, there's a specific... I think it's a fish... That could swim from the river up your pee stream and then get into your urethra. And then they lay their eggs and do a bunch of bad stuff in there. That is disgusting. It is. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine what they would do up your butt? <sighs> probably That's nothing so good. Bad. Yeah, probably nothing good. Yeah. Why would Bear Grylls do that to himself? I just don't understand. Like, I get it. Like, <laughs> thank you. Money. He's got like 17 TV shows where he does the same shit over and over again. I mean, it's like, dude, just get a film of it once and then show it over. To, how many times do you have to fucking drink your own piss yeah. before people get it? If he would have just used a green screen instead of actually going to the place, yeah. just film it the one time. I watched just... this guy eat like a fucking live slug or something. <laughs> and he got violently sick from it and then figured out a way to get better. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got an entire camera crew there. Yeah. Like, at what point do they intervene? If if he ever gets like super sick or something, and I don't think that's ever happened, but anyway, he he showed how to get out of like a was it a quicksand hole? Oh yeah, we started with quicksand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got to like lay flat on like your bot on your belly and like try to like distribute the weight evenly because it's like a non Newtonian fluid. The what does that mean? It means it doesn't behave like regular like uh, water. So, like, the, the top of it is, like, kind of like a, a physical uh, solid object. And then but it the bottom is. It isn't until you, like, stand still or, like, uh, move or break that, like, solid barrier that you get to, like, the, the actual water part. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is. How, like, how... It, I mean, I know this is a, a John Mulaney joke, but, like, literally, how likely are you to come across quicksand, do you think, in, like, real life? Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, is it in America anywhere? I think that, yeah, that, well, the short answer is yes, but I don't think it's sand. I think it's, there's like, we have bogs, we have swamps, you know? Like, there's there's areas that look like you can, like, walk on top of, and you just, like, fucking sink into, like, swamp water. So it's just dirt and water. Yeah, like, Florida, I think, is mostly comprised of that. Florida's just all quicksands? <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> I just, like, I wanted to know, like, you know, you're probably pretty unlikely to come across, like, a venomous snake around here. Mm, yeah. Probably pretty unlikely to come across quicksand, I would hope. Mm, uh, maybe in, like, the like, like deep like forest. Like, what happens? What makes that happen? It's, like, uh, I think you need, like, some type of, like, water source that comes from beneath. But okay. it doesn't like uh, necessarily penetrate completely to the surface. I understand. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like a mixture of whatever like materials you have on top of that like area. That's so. fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it happens mostly when there's like trees that are removed like quickly from like an area. 
That's the, why they call it quicksand. Because the uh, the root the root system, system is yeah, what stabilizes like the rest of the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. So I didn't mean to like slide us into quicksand. No, do you think there's quicksand in Ireland? There's bugs. That's actually how we got on the topic because in that episode of Always Sunny. D gets caught in a bog, yeah, which yeah. looks like quicksand. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I said roller skating rinks would probably sink into a bog. And I, like, I feel like it would be like hard to have somebody like rolling around in circles on a bog. I mean, how much of Ireland is like firm land? Well, we were watching that thing that one time where they said in order to like build, like buildings there, they have to put like these giant like poles, like posts. I do remember that. Yeah. So it reaches like the bedrock basically. But is that all of Ireland or is um, that just like certain areas? I think certain areas because I mean they have mountains there. So right? why not just build your houses in other spots? Because it's cursed. Mm-hmm. You don't want a banshee curse coming after you. There ain't no banshee curses. There are banshee curses. Uh, if they're real or not, that's, you know, I up, mean, up to the Lord, but. <laughs> It's just super weird that Biden just got done going to Ireland with his weirdo son. Yeah. After this whole document fiasco. Yeah. And it's like literally the fucking plot of Always Sunny. Do you, uh, if you could see the Biden family in a different show, what would it be? I I got mine in my head. You want me to go first? Yeah. Seeking brother husband. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see Hunter uh, dating his his brother's wife and then his brother's wife, like, seeking more relatives of his to date. <laughs> Did she date more than just Bo? I mean, just Hunter? Uh, I mean, we know she fucked Hunter. Didn't they say something about, like, the uncle, too? I don't know. There's weird shit. Who's Haley? Is Haley... Haley... Hale Bop. Some... I think it's daughter and... Hunter, does he have a daughter? Somebody's Haley. I don't Joe know. Maybe Biden? that's maybe that. I don't know enough about the whole fucking family, honestly. There's too many uh, twists and turns in that family tree. That fucking thing is looks like the the beautiful iron scroll work lantern <laughs> lantern lamp that I got. It's about as twisted as that. It's about as twisted as every single couple on that Seeking Brother Husband show. Oh my god. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? are into um, absolutely fucked up reality television. Um, look at Seeking Brother Husband. And listen, we've seen our fair share of doozies in the past, right? We've yeah. seen the, the the one where the prisoners have to like look for uh, roommates after they come out of jail. Oh yeah, from... Um, roommate to housemate yeah roommate some inmate to roommate inmate to roommate yeah Yeah, that one was crazy uh i mean the craziest was probably adults adopting i mean that one got canceled before it was even allowed to continue yeah they got reported during like the third episode (laughs) and then it never showed again you can't find clips of that anywhere on the internet it's wild they literally just wiped it off the planet yeah they did everything they can to make sure nobody sees or like there's any trace of that yeah they made this show about adults that were adopting other adults yeah um and it was mostly like older men adopting women that were like in their 20s because they were over their wives yeah 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 there was that one german dude who was looking for an heir he said but he was looking for, like, young men. Remember he came up? Yeah, yeah. I think he was looking for an heir, all right. 
But yeah, so anyway, we've that's seen... not even available for you to watch. So yeah, you can just imagine what that was like. Just it was take our word for it. <laughs> but um, seeking brother husbands. Yeah, that's is a show about women who are looking for multiple partners. So there's a couple yeah. sets of partners in there. There's one lady with two boyfriends. Yeah. So so far, there's what like three or four couples that they've showcased on the show so far. I can think of three off the top of my head. Yeah, and not necessarily all of them are married, right? They could be like just in a like long term relationship with one person. They're just like, but it's always a chick looking for other dudes. In all the, in no, the show. all three of the girl, the women are married to the the primary. All, all of them are married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, so the first family, or whatever um. Which, whatever, I don't have any, like, problems against people's, you know, lifestyles. Yeah. But it's so fucking weird because it's, like, these women are just into, like, dating multiple people. Yeah. And the men are obviously not cool about it. <laughs> yeah. But they're pretending to be. The one guy, actually, for... 80% of the guys in there, you can clearly see the pain in their eyes when they're being yes. interviewed for, on the camera. These men are broken men. <laughs> I mean, and like, whatever. If you want to get into a community where everybody's down with that. But it doesn't seem like they're cool with their husbands dating anybody else, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, so far, I mean, we're what, like four or five? We've been watching them as they come out. And we're like four or five episodes in. And so far, not one mention of... The, either the husband or any of the other boyfriends being allowed to date other women. Which is wild to me. Yeah. And this one girl, it's just her and her husband, and they just got married. Yeah. So this isn't, like, a, a long-standing relationship. She cheated on them like, on him while they were together, mm -hmm. and then they got married, and she was just like, well, I want to keep seeing other people. Yeah. And the dude was like, well, I want you to be happy. Mm. So she's just like going on dates. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to meet up with his mother to explain why his son's, her son's wife needs to see other people. Is, is this like, this isn't a new thing, right? It can't be like a new thing. No, it's but, not. Because there are other places that live like plural lifestyle lifestyles like that. Yeah. Is it usually... Men with multiple wives? I mean, in the patriarchy, yeah. I can't think of any, like, other country. In Africa, there are, like, countries where, like, the women are, like, the central, and it's, like, the men are, like, the, uh, you know. Second-class citizens? The workhorses, if you will. <laughs> they just, because I think they just fuck everybody in the village, and so nobody knows who the dad is. Uh, that so that everybody communal, has to be, like, irresponsible. Yeah. It's like communal, like, raising. Yeah. Whatever. Which they were trying to do in that, uh, that one cult thing that we talked about. Yeah, so, that, so a lot of these, like, seeking brother husband, like, are they contestants? What are, what are they? Like, they're just participants? I don't know. In the show? <laughs> like, like, it's like, so far, okay, I remembered four now. There was, like, the white lady with her son, with, with her son, <laughs> that was Milf Manor, which, again, you have to check out, but, <laughs> um, so the first couple I can think of, think of is the white lady with the white husband with the long hair, and okay. she was dating Tiger, the black guy, the bald-headed black guy. No. Tyson. No, no, no. It's something like that. He's Tyrus. Not, he's not bald, though. He, 
He's balding. No, no, no. Remember, he's the dude. He has hair. The sad-eyed boy. The sad-eyed motherfucker. Yeah. He's oh a, man, he's so fucking sad. She invited him to a barbecue with like all her neighbors and her friends, and he was just like sitting in the corner while she was like trying to talk to other dudes. And yeah, and she dick. literally just kept going over to groups of people and be like, "Yeah, so I fuck other people other than my <laughs> husband." <laughs> And they're just, like, talking about normal shit. And it's like, why are you telling us this in front of the camera that you brought here to this party? Um, it's, like, such an odd setup. Yeah. But, so, her husband's there. He's, like, already broken down and cool with the first boyfriend. Yeah, well, he said that, like, when she, quote-unquote, fell in love with him, he also had a version of falling in love with him, but, like, a, a bromance. Yeah. Like, like... I love you like a brother. Like, we can we can play cornhole together. You can fuck my wife. You know, brother shit. Yeah. Boy stuff. <laughs> Is that what you guys do as brothers? Um, I've never had a brother. Well, I, I had a half-brother. He has the same name as me. I only met him one time. Did you feel weird introducing yourself? Well, I didn't have to introduce myself. I was like seven, so my, oh. dad, my dad introduced me. How did he explain to the other son that he had renamed somebody else the same name? I don't think he explained it. I think he it was, was just, just like, hey. hey, yeah, this is your brother. Well, you know what? George Foreman named all his kids George Foreman. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. I think that's fine. I think it's fine. Um, So in Seeking Brother Husband, we got these four weirdo couples... Yes. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to call them weirdos, but it feels weird. I mean, weird is just a delineation from whatever the perceived norm is, right? So correct, correct. <laughs> everybody's weird in their but own But watching way. the situations, nobody seems comfortable. No, no. Nobody uh-uh. seems like they really, like, other than the women mm-hmm. who are like, I can just fuck whoever I want. But like, who also seem like they might not have... They're missing something. They might not have everything up there, like, in the brain department. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, so you just spent... Like, and that's another thing I noticed about these, like, polyamory, like, situations is, like, what the fuck do you guys do else with your time? Because all I see is you guys going on dates with this person, going on dates with that person. Yeah. And, it, like, establishing multiple relationships. And it's like, do you fucking work outside of this? Like, do you do anything but just make relationships what do you think yeah what do you, that's a good question what do you think is the uh the job that most polyamorous people have um convincing everybody that they're happy in their lifestyle do you get paid for that i don't know <laughs> i honestly don't know there were there was a show on showtime that was about polyamory mm. and i remember just watching it because these people lived in this like the big love or something big, like it might have been something like that i don't remember mm. but it, these people lived in a pretty nice house and they had, like, another couple that they were, like, couples with okay. that lived there. Yeah. And then, like, other people that were stopping through. And they had, like, everybody had their own space to, like, fuck someone else if they wanted to. It was, I don't know. It just seemed, like, uncomfortable to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, that's all you do with your time is just figure out who you're going to fuck tomorrow. Yeah. It's got to get, like, tiring after a while, right? It's like, like, I really just, like, need to meet. Like, and the one girl killed me because she kept telling her husband that she was trying to meet somebody who was the exact opposite of him. Oh, God. And the way he looked at her and at the camera, like, when she was telling him this. It's so hilarious. <laughs> These men are broken. These men are broken, sad men. And it's like, I really think some of them feel like I'm never going to find a woman that's just going to like want to be with me. So yeah. I'll just be fine with this. Yeah. But like they still haven't addressed whether or not 
these men are allowed to date other women. Yeah. So, I mean, we're only like halfway through the season. Well, so I feel like they would have revealed that. Maybe we're that's all a waiting. season cliffhanger. Maybe. Um, but you talked about it a little bit earlier, but we made the connection about how a lot of the couples on this TV show and, and a lot of the other TV shows that we watch would be perfect candidates for any type of new cult that would have came around. We've been watching a lot of different uh, cult documentaries. Fucking can't get enough of these cult documentaries. But I don't know what it is. I feel like we've run out, though. We've, we've we really might, run out. It's like we're going to have to start a cult just so that we can watch a new documentary. <laughs> um, but the last one that we watched, which I actually was putting off for from watching, Yeah. we watched a couple that are crazy. Uh, Keep Sweet is about um, the Mormon guy. From the, f- are we gonna just assume everybody knows what that is? F L D the F L D S the foundation, fundamental fundamentalist Latter Day Saints, yeah. Mormons, Mormons, but like Mormons that have poly poly, what is it called? Uh, Andrew. Is it polyandry? No, that's my husband. Poly polygamy. 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 Yeah. So one man has like. Multiple wives. Multiple wives. And because according to their culture and their religion, yeah, the more wives to, you have, the closer you get to getting to heaven or some shit like that. You get to heavenier heaven, the yeah. more wives you have. Yeah, so uh, apparently there's a lot of like different offshoots of uh, Mormonism, and the FLDS is like one of the biggest ones. Uh, and in their particular uh, interpretation, they have a head uh, guy who's who like they the call prophet. the prophet. Yeah, the prophet. Yeah. And um, so the, it was one guy in yeah. the beginning because it's like only been a hundred years since this religion started. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. how many fucking prophets can you have in that amount of time? <laughs> like it's like you guys. Okay. But anyway, um, so in the the first guy they have, I don't remember his name, and then the second guy they have is named Ruland Jeffs. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't have to get, go through the whole thing, but suffice to say, we saw three different documentaries. Yeah, we watched three different documentaries about the same but fucking people. what's crazy is, like, each of the documentaries, even though they kind of rehashed the same story, they brought new information into it that we didn't know before. Yeah, no, so, like, I the, mean, they the were... The first one was, like, the main, like, story. The second one was kind of, like, the aftermath and, like, was asking, like, uh, or there were, like, more interviews with, like... um the people who actually participated. And I feel like they were trying to show the side of, like, the people that were still uh, supporting Yeah, the him. first one, when they were trying to make you feel really bad for the people that were still inside of the walls of yeah. the place. Guys, go find all the cult docs on <laughs> uh, Warren Jeffs. Yeah. So his dad was Ruling Jeffs, who I was um, talking about first. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. And if you're into cult documentaries... Check out uh, all the shit that he's done. Yeah. Um, and then like maybe donate to the foundations of the people the that are being uh, <laughs> exploited for our entertainment at this point. Yeah. Um, but so we what we other... saw those first two, and then we saw recently the third one, which was interviewing um, his sixty seventh wife. The sixty fifth wife. Sixty fifth out of eighty seven or out something of eighty seven. Like yeah. 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 So because, basically, told her story and it went through it. Yeah, her she escaped from yeah. from the cult. Um, I guess when when Warren became the prophet, when his dad Roland died, um, he took most of his father's wives on. Yeah. So like women that used to be his like mother are now his like lover. His lover. Yeah. 
fucking weird as shit. So yeah. then he marries them and then a bunch more people. And this girl that did the documentary was the 65th out of 87. Yeah. And uh, she had a pretty crazy story. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of funny because they were kind of showing the other side of, like, the first documentary was shown from the inside of the FLDS. Yeah. And the people that were affected by everything that Warren Jeffs did and everything and how they lost their homes and all this stuff. And then this one kind of, like, shows the other side of that. How, mm. like, I don't know. Yeah. If you care. I mean, it's worth watching, but there, I guess you do got to give, like, a trigger warning that we kind of didn't say what he went to jail for. It wasn't that he was a Mormon. He did, like, some crazy shit with kids. So. Yeah, he went to, to jail for, like, sex trafficking and yeah. Uh, pedophilia. Yeah. So, trigger warning. Um, <laughs> Um, but it's just crazy to me with cults, like yeah. how people get sucked into things that have just now existed within the last, like, you know, somebody that was alive when this shit started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. The other one that we saw was, uh, you were about to talk about it earlier, was oh, it yeah. Gunther's Millions. And I was trying to avoid watching that because it looked like it was going to be boring. Yeah. But holy shit. Turned out to be really interesting, right? Holy shit. <laughs> I don't even understand the story 100%, but this dog becomes the trustee of like a 500,000, I'm sorry, $500 million fortune. Yeah. He becomes the heir of a, of a trustee, tr the trustee of a, uh, I'm sorry, the heir of a trust. Yeah. So they put all this money... Into the name of the dog. Mm. And so now this guy's got, like, what? You t tell it better than me, because I can't do it. I mean, the documentary just basically talks about how there was this celebrity dog in, like, the 80s and 90s, and I guess the 2000s, uh, who was... And I think he's in Guinness Book of World Records. is like, the richest animal in the world. Is um, he? Yeah. So uh, the story's about this dog and how he got to the point of getting these millions, and then they go into, like... Uh, the history of, like, the, uh, his owner, I guess, is, is that who it is? Well, it starts out with a fake story. And the fake story is that there was this countess, a German countess, who had a dog. Yeah. And the German countess's only friend in the world was the mother of the guy that is now the, the dog's caretaker. Mm -hmm. So this German countess supposedly has all this money. She dies. She leaves the money in the dog's name and in a trust. And she puts... The guy's Maurizio Mian, who is now the the trust director or whatever, mm -hmm. to this to this day, yeah. she puts his mother in front in in charge of the trust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the story. Yeah. Which isn't actually accurate. No, I, we still after watching the entire thing, we could probably say that we're not sure any of it actually happened in real life. Besides the fact that. Uh, his his he comes from a family that worked for a pharmaceutical industry that was started in Italy. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, the uh, drugs that they came up with uh, were real. And real and like the sale of their company in like two thousand I think it was like two thousand nine or two thousand sixteen to Merck. Uh, that was real. So yeah. it makes sense that he has money. Everything after that, we don't fucking know. He could be lying about everything. He might not even, that might even not, Maurizio? Stereotypical. I mean, <laughs> I know I have two grandfathers named Luigi, so. 
And you have three men in your family named Angel, so I don't know Come on, who man. you want to go left. <laughs> My immediate family, too. <laughs> Not even distant relatives. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, in this Gunther's Millions, uh, this dog gets a bunch of money. Uh, it really belongs to his owner. Um, his owner is like this depressed Italian guy. Uh, and supposedly he's the way they, they portray it is he's this brilliant scientist. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, uh, he comes up with a way to do an experiment, I guess, in order to solve depression. That's what his goal was. He said, yeah, but like at first it made sense because he made up the story that like this lady had this countess lady who doesn't exist. Yeah. Had a son who also doesn't exist that committed suicide, which didn't happen. Um, and he was trying because the dog, his name is Gunther or Gunther. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog was his dog. Yeah. Or, it was his girlfriend's dog. Well, no, no. This was the fake story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why it's hard, so, so goddamn hard to keep up with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just so funny the way they were all being interviewed, too, where like no, everybody was like, shh, no, no, no. Can I say this? And they're like too all afraid of like saying shit on there. Well, then at the end of the documentary, you hear him like giving notes to the director because he thinks that the cameras are shut off because he thinks that if you just do the cut sign at your neck, yeah, he, they're just he gonna makes automatically... like the scissor mark, the scissor thing with his hands. Like if you're playing rock paper scissors, yeah, they're automatically just gonna cut all the all the cameras and the audio and everything. So anyway, he talks to the director. He's like, uh, I think it'd be interesting if we save this and talking about this for the end or talk about this at the end the guy's like why he's like because it didn't happen but it's interesting if we say it, it did <laughs> he tried to say no he tried to say the dogs were cloned he, he said, told him to tell yeah. him that the dogs were cloned but i guess the implication was that uh he might have done that for everything that he said oh you know what i mean like yeah so we don't know anything other than there was an old a man yeah. that had a dog yeah and he like reproduced this dog from the same line over and over, at so least they say. eight times. So well, they say because they, they, took they created because... a company that was supposedly uh, just for taking care of the bloodline of that dog. Yeah, and, and they just fucking... It turns out they were, like, abusing the dogs or something. Yeah, they ran it like a fucking Ford factory. <laughs> Had way too many. Yeah. And then they're just trying to give them away at fucking rebate prices. Yeah. <laughs> this is Gunther Bloodline, but it's a female, so it's only worth a third of the cost. <laughs> this shit was so crazy. I honestly am I was surprised that I waited as long as I did to watch it, because I was like, this is going to be stupid. Like, what can they possibly do with a dog yeah. and a cult? And yeah. God damn it, did they make four great episodes? Yeah, so the cult aspect comes in uh, once you realize that the experiment that he was trying to do was he was trying to get these people who were, according to him, the best-looking people in that he could find. Yeah, they had to be, like, the hottest people. He basically tried to do the real world. He real-worlded it, yeah. Yeah, but with people he thought were hot. Mm-hmm. The the women were women who, according to him, he wanted to have sex with, and the men were, according to him, men who he would want to be. <laughs> Which was fucking crazy to begin with. So I they think start that's how this, people used to. But he has started multiple cults like that, so it yeah. wasn't just five people. So just like there's not just one Gunther, there wasn't just one f- Fab Five group. He had, like, Fab Five groups going in different well, houses. he didn't start multiple groups. He started the one group, and they said people would switch in and out. So there wasn't, like... They were, like, like, interchangeable. Yeah, there weren't, like, a set amount of people. Or they weren't, like, a 
the people weren't like like tied to the thing. But I guess what, what made it difficult was that it was an experiment the entire time. So everything that they did in the house, everything that like him and his company paid for, like they filmed it for their like experimental purposes. Yeah, they were filming them like being sexually active. Yeah, they yeah. were filming everything. And then like at one point they like moved the cult to Italy and they gave them all these fucking like um, Captain Planet like necklaces that would light up yeah, with these yeah. like five different <laughs> things. If they were like happy all the way, it was like um, what were the, the what were the five down. things? I, I know I did. Wrote it down somewhere. But yeah, um, he, he had like you had to adhere to these five tenets. Yeah, you had to adhere. The, the better you did to it, like the the more your necklace would light up. Is that all you get though? You just get the bells rung. The bells rung. Like not the bells rung, but the lights rang on like the thing as like a well they didn't ring they just not, like, they up. just blinked okay this is yeah. that all that was that their whole reward system well they were saying like if your pendant or whatever was like fully lit then i guess that was like saying that they were fully lit yeah exactly <laughs> if it's fully lit you're fully lit exactly <laughs> so this guy's whole premise was that like he could cure depression by putting five hot people together in a house and like paying all their bills and letting them have access to like the most expensive things and whatever again this could be not real might could also have just be not true been made all this shit up but uh he did reveal a bit more about the premise like as the show went on right so he waited until like people like accepted what he had said about the experiment at first and then he got into the whole thing about like eugenics and yeah because he defended he really, himself from being a nazi really really hard yeah he's like it's not like i want them to like breed the perfect person that's eugenics that's himmler that's the nazis but i just i want to have these people create the perfect baby but not like the nazis it would be italian <laughs> but they had this one fucking psycho on there. His name was Vince. What was it? Vince? No, Fabrizio. The model guy. The model guy, and he's like, "Oh, everybody's gonna be like, who's this fucking guy?" Yeah, he should be the next president of the United States. <laughs> he was obviously psychotic, but like very uh, hilarious at the same time. And I really hope he doesn't get famous off yeah. of that because he seems like the Tinder swindler type. Well, apparently like he he's was already on house famous. arrest yeah, during the during the interview. Yeah, he, he had ankle bracelets on both legs. Yeah, they were like, so you can't go anywhere, you can't like do anything. Yeah, he's like, no, but I can fuck. <laughs> and you know the girls, they come to me. I don't even have to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a pretty interesting story. It was uh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, if it's all made up, it's like. Even if it's all made up. Yeah, it's it was entertaining. Yeah. If it, even if it was all made up. But it's like, th- there's half a billion dollars that just got like put into a tax haven in Lich- Liechtenstein. Yeah. That's how the whole Countess thing came up. Well, we were, because they were trying to avoid taxes. Well, we were thinking that it was related to that other documentary that didn't really have to do... Well, I mean, I guess you could say it had to do with cults, but it was called The Pope's Banker. Yeah, it had to, it had to do with the ultimate cult. <laughs> the Roman Catholic Church. Um, but in that documentary, they talked about how uh, during... I think it was like the 70s or 80s, uh, the guy who basically handled the money for the Vatican came up with an idea of saving like tax money or something by like switching everybody's bank account to this like offshore account but it wasn't it was like in the swiss alps like it was like those countries like switzerland and 
and I guess Liechtenstein, all, all those fucking where what they considered them tax havens. Yeah, but yeah. when did they make it a law for it? For it being like illegal for you to put your money in other places, because there's I a think, reason they made that count as German. I think it there was, was like an Italian law. Yeah, but I think it had something to do with them finding out that this dude had lost a bunch of money for the Vatican Bank in that country. Something happened where they weren't allowed to. Remember, and they were talking about how like. What was it when they found out all the money that they were getting from the people from, like, the Holocaust? No, no, no. That was earlier. That was when they were talking about how the Vatican uh, essentially became its own country. So they could yes, still do yes, business so they with could, Germany. Exactly. Yes. They, yeah. they got they got um, made their own country so that they could be, like, seen as, I don't know, not neutral, but whatever. They weren't fucked with during either of the wars. So yeah. they basically made deals with, like, Napoleon, Hitler, and whoever else yeah. to just be like, all right, we won't take a stance on this <laughs> as long as you don't fuck with us. <laughs> and, um, but they did end up, didn't they, like, kill a bunch of, like, Catholic priests in the, um, in, like, one of the Nazi camps? Mm, so they say. So they say, yeah. How many... They said it was a couple thousand. It's funny that, like, you, you made that comparison between them and, like, cults. How many people, you know how, like, you could attribute a specific number of suicides to the Jim Jones cult or, like, the fucking uh, Waco cult? Yeah. How many, you think, could you attribute to an already established religion like Catholicism? I don't know if you could attribute it to that because Catholicism is like, if you kill yourself, that's the ultimate sin. You're going to go to hell. Well, I so, mean, like, so the, re- the reason people right? do I it think- is for, is because of Catholicism or whatever, like Buddhism. Uh, probably not Buddhism, but. I don't know. I feel like indoctrination, um, people that maybe are, uh, are you asking me like which demographic of people i was saying like if you could put like a number on the amount of people that have killed themselves because of a certain religion obviously like like, i mean are you talking about any type of killing themselves like jihadists yeah i mean jesus yeah saint peter yeah, you are you you're gonna go through. I'm just gonna name everyone that I know off the top of my head. Okay. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, thousands, thousands, probably millions, maybe millions. I mean, they've definitely murdered a bunch. Yeah. Does this have to be self inflicted? It has to be self inflicted. Probably thousands. Maybe probably millions. thousands. Hmm. Maybe yeah. hundred thousands. We're. <laughs> The boyfriend uh, from that movie, The Whale, killed himself because of his... Uh, because of his, uh, yeah, indoctrination. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. We saw Spoiler the whale. Spoiler alert. Don't watch the fucking whale. <laughs> I was, like, really rooting for that guy. This is another one of our segments. We're going to eventually have sound effects incorporated, but does Aaron's movies reviews... Aaron's movie reviews <laughs> of Brandon Fraser's The Whale. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, I wanted it to be a hit for Brendan Fraser. I like Brendan Fraser. I really do. And you know what? I feel him. Yeah. Because I, too, have been royally fucked. Okay. 
by the child support system. Go off, queen. I'm going off. <laughs> and I wanted him to have a really good movie. Yeah. And I went and I watched this movie, and it was like, why did you make this a movie? Yeah. You just well, created these people that don't exist. So what, what was the basic premise? So he, Brendan Fraser plays... He, leaves his, he, he plays the whale. Yeah, the the titular whale. No, he does not play the whale. Actually, the whale I think is a reference to that fucking Moby Dick essay that his daughter write, wrote. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The one yeah, they yeah. kept having people read every time I had a, he had a heart attack. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Brendan Fraser. He's like an overweight. Uh, what is he like? A college professor. He's a college. He's an online like a Zoom college professor. Yeah. And he teaches literature. Yeah. So he grades essays all day. Yeah. So and he sits there and eats like buckets of chicken. Yeah, yeah. So he's a, he's larger, fat guy. I mean, he's morbidly obese. Morbidly obese in the movie. Um. So the premise of the movie is he was married. Um. Right. And then, yeah, he was married he's to married a woman. To a woman. And he had a girl. Had a daughter. Um. And then I guess he was working at one of the colleges before he gained the weight. Before he gained the weight, he was like in person. Yeah, in shape. In shape. And then George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser. No, nah, I don't think he was George of the, George of the Jungle. Uh, he does, definitely does wasn't he the right? whale. Uh, he was that. He was like. Mm, Maybe the mummy. He was like dad bod. Brendan Fraser. I don't know if we've seen him on the big screen like that. Mm, okay. But yeah. maybe if like you look at like old Perez Hilton things, <laughs> that's probably about how he looked when he first met this this man that that committed suicide before the movie started. So we never see him. Well, you, well, they show like I they show they, a picture of yeah, him, but, but no like no penetration. Which so he was like one of his students or something, right? Yeah. And but like they were both over. Yeah, it was a night class. They were both. Over the age of consent. But Brendan Fraser was married to a woman. Yeah. They fell in love. They He ends up leaving his family, yes. Brendan Fraser, for the, the, the guy. Yeah. Uh, abandons his daughter, according to his daughter. He's He just makes phone calls. Yeah. Um, and then, eventually, his boyfriend... Do they get married? No, because he was I still married they... to the lady, right? To the mm. mom. I don't know what the logistics were behind there. So he's with this it guy might have been before gay marriage was legalized. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the guy has story? like a, he has a super religious uh, family. Um, I think they said like he's his, like a pastor of like a Korean. His Christian dad church. was his dad. They're like a culty mom. Christian church. Yeah. Where they believe like you know if you're gay. You're going right to hell. Yeah. So he kills himself. Spoiler alert. He kills himself. Um, and then Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser just... goes into like a depression. He gains a bunch of weight. Um, and then uh, his best friend is the lover's sister, right? Yeah. So the guy that She's like died, his sister is Brendan Fraser's nurse. Not officially, but she stops and takes over. Takes over to like. She brings the chicken bucket closer. She brings this chicken chicken bucket to him so he doesn't have to walk over to get it <laughs> um and basically the movie starts off with like i guess him accepting that he's about to die soon and he like wants to rekindle that relationship with his daughter before he leaves is that what it was yeah yeah so like at that point, but like, his, his daughter's like an asshole, and yeah, his daughter's a bitch to him. Which I mean, I go, I don't give mad at her for that because 
he left her family. Yeah. You know, and the mom didn't really let her know what was going on. So, but either way, the movie was fucking hard to watch. It was too long. Yeah. All they did was show Brendan Fraser fucking struggle to get from one side of his apartment to another <laughs> for an hour and a half. And it's like, all right, I do that all day for my job with real people. <laughs> I don't need a fucking person to put on like a fat suit and pretend to be like, you know, gasping for air. Like, that's not a movie. Do you like, think it was a shitty story? Do you think he did a good job? He did a good job portraying it. And he yeah. felt like, you know, the emotion behind those eyes, man. <laughs> it was beautiful. But other than that, the movie fucking sucked. There you go. Fucking sucked. Aaron's movie reviews. Whale of a stinker, guys. Don't bother. <laughs> Speaking of whales, which Speaking I love. Whales. I love whales. Yeah. Almost as much as I love glass. Yeah. Probably like about the same, actually. Okay. Gla- um, what about glass whales? Oh shit. What about glass from whales? Oh shit. That's right. Is that Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland? Um, Wales is part of Great Britain, oh, right? Yeah. That's... Actually, it was used to be Italy. Really? That's where St. Patrick was from. We talked about that last time. Oh yeah, we or did. The time before. Oh yeah. Don't you remember anything that I say? I don't remember anything that happened past five seconds ago. Me neither. Um, so anyway. Beach whales? Yeah, so a bunch of whales have been beaching themselves. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is pretty fucked up. It's so fucked up because, like, I don't know what's happening. Nobody knows what's happening. And it's like everybody's just kind of, like, pointing their finger at the other people. Yeah. Because at first, like, they thought it was those um, wind things, the wind farms that they were building, like, offshore. Yeah. And, um... There's not, like, a lot of hard evidence saying that it's from that. Yeah. Uh, but well, so far, in Indonesia, which mm. we're not even in Indonesia, but let's throw in their statistics since I know them. Mm. In Indonesia, 21 whales have washed up ashore since the beginning of the year. That's a, We're in April now? We're in April now. That's a lot. So four months, 21 whales. Yeah, and they said, said on average it's, like, 10 to 20 per year. That's crazy. So, and then on the East Coast, I don't even know what's happening on the West Coast of America, but on the East Coast, we've had 23 yeah. since December. Oh, God. All different kinds of whales. And then there was an instance of, like, nine different dolphins washed up the same day. What hurts you more, the whales or the dolphins? Because <sighs> you love both. I do love them both equally. Yeah. Um, I think they're both as... Pain- I mean, the whales are, like, a bigger thing, right? It's so... It's so crazy to think about something so fucking big. And just, old. I mean, most yeah. of them are old. But just something like that, like struggling to like get out of something. I guess it is kind of like the whale of the movie. It, it really is. <laughs> it's like when you see these whales wash up on, on shore and they're like struggling around and they can't like breathe out of the water. Yeah. That's exactly what Brendan Fraser was doing. Remember that one part in that movie where like uh, they were... The, the sister-in-law or whatever, she was, like, the nurse, she was, like, chilling with him on the couch, and they were watching, like, Jeopardy or something, and he looked at her, and he was, like, like, unofficially telling her, like, can you go get me that bucket of chicken? And she was, like, pretending to ignore him, and then he, like, pretended like he was about to start crying, but, like, for real crying. <laughs> like, he was really upset that she wasn't getting like, the chicken for him? He goes, please. <laughs> she, she got up and got him the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, like, what was that supposed to represent? I don't know. She's like, 
dude, just go to the fucking ER. He's like, I can't afford it. Yeah, because he was saving all, all my his money for his daughter. All my going towards, what was his daughter's name? Was that bitch named Ellie, too? Artemis. It might have been Ellie, yeah. The fucking name, everybody Ellie. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but, so, he was like, I can't go to the ER because, you know, I can't afford to go there. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just don't pay the bill. Yeah. Like, they're not going to send you away. Yeah. Or don't just, get it. Maybe it, you just didn't want to be part of the earth anymore. Maybe. He was like, I want to go where my lover went. Yeah, well, he, he wasn't religious himself, right? Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He was mm. being nice to that guy that showed up. Because that guy was like a member of the cult. Remember he had that... He was like a uh, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, they were like they were Jehovah Witness-esque, but they didn't ever like... Say what Actually it was. identify them as that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that guy was like coming around like saying like if he could get him to believe in God again and like his mission is done or whatever... Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> oh, man. He who fucking made... wrote that? That's what I want to know. Like, who wrote this? Did you write this about somebody you know? You know or mm. did you just create two characters? A gay Asian man who was raised by an indoctrinated cult and a fat man that left his family. Yeah, I'd rather... Where did you come up with those characters? Why didn't you have the fat guy commit suicide? The other character is, like, way more interesting, just from the description. <laughs> well, the un- other character isn't Brendan Fraser. That's true. But if Brendan Fraser... Brenda Fra- Brendan Fraser could not have played an Asian. If he would have played a gay Asian, that would have been all the awards right there. He's not allowed to play that. Why? He played gay. But how? you can't put Asian face on. But you could put a fat suit on. I mean, these are Hollywood rules, man. I'm not making them up. It's just whatever seems appropriate for the minute. For the, you know what I mean? And it's like, you make some shit like the whale, and you know, in two weeks, this is going to be inappropriate. For like a week's time, people are going to really appreciate this movie. Do you still put it out? Mm. What do you think is the worst type of beach to get beached on if you were a whale? Probably uh, quicksand. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Why? You die quicker, right? If you're gonna die from being beached. I mean. I would say the those those rocky shores, like in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> you don't want to get beached there. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I've seen some orcas beached out there. That's that free willy shit. That's that free will shit. But the thing is, with those places, is when high tide comes, yeah. the water level rises usually high enough that the animals can get out of their beach location. It's just like living until the next tide mm. rises. You just gotta wait for the it next tide. It bees like that sometimes, though, you know? What do you think would have happened if Brenda Fraser would have waited for the next tide? To the. You know, um. He may not have won a Golden Globe, you know? He got a Golden a white Globe. Whale. What, what did he win? An Oscar? He got an Oscar, definitely. What the fuck is the difference? Which one's a Golden Globe? Is that for the daytime? Uh, no, you're thinking about Emmys. I think the Golden Globes are like a different thing altogether. Which one's for music? The uh, Grammys. And Tonys are for uh, musicals. Musicals. Yeah. Or stage. I think anything stage. Who made this up? Harvey Weinstein. Ugh. So boring. Yo, if Harvey Weinstein was in the whale, would you do... Yo, can somebody send me a deep fake of 
Brendan Fraser replaced with Harvey Weinstein in The Whale. <laughs> no, you can't sully good Brendan Fraser like that. As much as I like didn't appreciate the entire movie, yeah. I still don't dislike him. Yeah. Which is saying something about Brendan Fraser because usually I hold actors personally responsible for being in shitty movies. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. That's why we don't like Ray Liotta anymore. I have to watch a cocaine bear. Fucking, oh my God. <laughs> like, halfway through that, I was like, is this even, like... The, how many millions of dollars did they spend on that? We gotta look it up. I bet you it's at least... I'm gonna say... Had to be 50 million. I'm gonna say at least 100. You think? Just based off of the people that were in there, yeah, at least 100. It was ridiculous. The marketing for that movie was fucking crazy. It was everywhere. I thought you it was think that they put that story out about the real cocaine bear as like a fucking fake marketing ploy like no. a couple years ago just to like get the oh uh, like a like, like a, a, a super pretext like a long con yeah <laughs> a, a long wag the dog a long wag the dog I'm telling you this predictive programming shit is real yeah yes somehow even when we were watching South Park. Mm. The episodes were co- would correlate with something that we talked about that day, or yeah. some like it was crazy. It's usually like a comedy show and one that's like come out like a couple of years ago, but one that's like super funny. Yeah. And we'll just be going about our day, and then something will happen that will remind us of something that happened earlier. It's like there's no way. Literally, the roller skating thing, like literally, yeah, took crazy. me out. It took me. Out. I literally te- teared up and and made a promise to myself that I would one day buy a roller skating rink because I was like, "There's no fucking way that this happened." Well, that we just had a conversation about buying a roller skate skating rink. Yeah. And then we turn on the TV and the gang's buying a roller skating rink. There you go. Well, you know what, guys? Maybe when I, by the next episode. We'll be you'll be listening to newly formed roller skating alliance. Maybe. <laughs> I might just get a pair of roller skates. Do you do you know how to roller skate? Dude, can you teach I me? I can fucking yes. Wait, in line or the one with the brakes in the front and back? Both. You know how to inline skate? Yes. Can you teach me? Yeah. Should I learn how to do that before I learn how to swim? I mean, if we're going to get a pool in this rink, then yeah. We're getting a pool in the rink? I don't know. I'm just trying to like make sure you have all the skills you need. I think probably I would learn how to swim just as like, a life skill. Then we could take roller skating lessons on the side. Well, guys, we'll let you know what happens. Maybe next time you'll be listening to somebody who newly learned how to swim or roller skate. This week I acquired a lamp. She got Next a lamp. Week? She's very happy about that, you guys. Next week it could be a roller skating ring. That's true. Next week we could be taking Goodwill down. I'll be fucking taking you down. <laughs> I will. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And have a wonderful day. Oh, yeah. See ya. Suck it. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bice. Have you been Betty Bice? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep.
When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed, and its perception of truth blotted out.